What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Take Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jackson Burleson. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about this wild AFC East division that is surprisingly super, super, super competitive. If you would have told me that the Jets and the Patriots would be good teams this year, I would have been like, you don't know football. You really don't know football. But before we get into this episode, make sure to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel and share this with your friends uh, so you do not miss out on any more episodes. And also check out my last video where I broke down the college football playoff and made my predictions about that and talked about week 10 in college football. And uh, make sure to follow my social medias. I'm going to be popping them up right here. So make sure to follow them. They're going to be in the description. And also... The audio-only version will be available on Spotify, so go ahead and click the link in the description if you don't want to watch the video and you want to listen to it just audio-only. That's okay. Um, but let's go ahead and get into this pod. First of all, my take of the day is I'm a little worried about the Buffalo Bills after them losing to the Jets 20-17. to Josh Allen threw two interceptions, didn't play his best game, and he had two rushing touchdowns, zero passing touchdowns which is a little concerning because at the beginning of the year, this Bills team seemed almost unstoppable. They almost seemed unstoppable. It didn't seem like any team was going to beat them. They were going to run away with the Super Bowl. But nope, take a pause on that. First of all, Josh Allen, he sprained his UCL, which is a muscle near your elbow area. And if he injures that even more, that's going to be really bad. And he could have to have Tommy John surgery, which is a lot of what baseball pitchers have to go through when they're pitching the ball, and that seems to be a very common injury. So the Bills are going to have to be very, very careful with managing this injury because they do not want him out for significant time. His injury status is day-to-day for this game against the Vikings this Sunday. But if I were the Buffalo Bills, I wouldn't even play him in that game. I would just let him rest a week, let that elbow recover, because watching the end of that Jets and Bills game, on that last drive, he would he just looked like he was in pain throwing the football and he had low throws for a reason. Because, first of all, that elbow thing, it hurts. I mean, if anybody knows baseball and has played baseball and is a pitcher specifically, they know how painful those elbow injuries truly, truly are. And those are no joke. Those elbow injuries are not something to joke around with. And he needs his arm because at the end of the day, a quarterback has to throw the ball. And an elbow is a very crucial part of your arm. So the Bills, if I were them, I would just manage that injury very, very, very cautiously. And I wouldn't play him this week. I would just let him sit out. I think you guys can beat the Vikings without him. Just my personal opinion. But you guys got a couple tough matchups up. And you can't have him missing significant time. So I would just put Josh Allen out of this game on Sunday. I would just rule him out. But the Bills... Defense, I don't know. They couldn't handle the Jets' rushing game that well. It was just a concern to me, and I'm getting a little worried about this Bills team uh, more and more as the season progresses. And the Bills' running game is almost non-existent. Josh Allen is literally their running game. So without Josh Allen, they have no running game whatsoever, which is which is a big concern. I mean, you can't have Josh Allen not on the field. I mean, he's the MVP of the NFL right now. He does everything for this roster. He literally does everything for this team, man. 
I mean, it's actually unreal what this guy does. But, I mean, they haven't won a division game all year, the Bills have. They lost to the Dolphins, and they lost to the Jets. So they're 0-2 in their division, and I did not expect that at all. I did not expect them to be struggling in the division as much as they have been struggling, which is a red flag to me because they play a lot of good teams at the end of the season. So we'll see, but I still think this is the year for the Buffalo Bills to win a Super Bowl. But it is also their year to lose it as well because injuries and the way they play, the way they lose in the playoffs this year is going to be self-inflicting wounds. It's going to be nothing any other team does because no team comes close to them offensively. No team besides the Dolphins, which we'll get into a little bit later. But the Bills are going to lose this Super Bowl for themselves. And if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, I don't think they'll win it for a long time. They will not win it for a long period of time because this is a perfectly constructed team to win it now. And what I think could be a very big move that will really help this team is signing Odell Beckham Jr. He is a free agent right now. He's recovering from his ACL. Get him before the playoffs start because you need another receiver besides Stephon Diggs. Now, Gabriel Davis, he's a great receiver, but you need another star like Odell Beckham, and that would really help Josh Allen in the passing game significantly. So getting him would be a tremendous boost to this team. But I, I'm a little worried about this Bills team. I can't lie. Without Josh Allen, this team is nowhere near as good as they normally would be. But the Bills are still leading the division, and they're still first in the AFC, but by a very, very small margin, by a very small margin. I mean, you got teams like the Jets at six and three, Dolphins six and three, Patriots five and four. This division has no room for error, and the Bills can't be losing games because the Dolphins are a very good team, and they're going to continue to win games. And I believe the Jets will continue to win games as well. So we're going to go ahead and first of all get into the Dolphins. First of all, the Dolphins. This offense is absolutely unbelievable. Tyreek Hill is leading the league in receiving yards with one thousand and six yards and three touchdowns and one thing that I think that's very strange to me is Tyreek Hill had his second target in the red zone against the Bears this year and his third touchdown of the season he's leading the league in receiving yards and only has three touchdowns that's very very interesting very interesting but Jalen Waddle he's been amazing he's been a great number two receiver and he's been thriving because he's not getting all the attention Tyreek Hill is getting most of the attention and these defenses and secondaries kind of sleep on Waddle a little bit. And he's doing the Waddle in the end zone every single week. He's going like this. He's going boom, 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 boom into the end zone. I mean, he's been incredible. And then to a Ebola, guys, let's put respect on his name. First of all, the Dolphins have not lost a single game with him playing an entire football game. Just understand that. And he is 12-2 and two as an NFL starter. And he leads the league in QBR. Get out of here. I don't want to hear Tua isn't the guy. He's not the man at quarterback. <clears throat> he is the man at quarterback. I don't want to hear it. He's literally so, so efficient. He takes care of the ball. He manages the game well. And he's got zip on the ball. He's got an arm. People were questioning going into the season, can he throw the football deep? Can he do this? Can he do that? Yes, he can do that. You see it. Game in and game out. He can throw the football deep to Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill wouldn't be Tyreek Hill 
if you don't have the deep ball in your offense. That is just a fact. That is just a fact. But literally, Tua Tagovailoa is the guy, guys. And the Dolphins need to start appreciating him a little bit more because he puts some zip on the ball. He makes great decisions. And he is a left-handed quarterback, which really throws off defenses. So that makes it very hard for defenses to kind of know what he's going to do. And then first of all, I don't know if you guys saw that play action play that they did, but that was an amazing fake. No one even knew. He doesn't even have to go that much because for a right-handed quarterback, you kind of have to turn around a little bit more. But for a left-handed quarterback, when you're rolling out left, you just got to literally do nothing. You just got to run into it and then boom, you can make a quick throw. And that's exactly what Tua did. And then I was a touchdown for Jalen Waddle. Boom. I mean, this 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 Dolphins offense is amazing. And then I'm not, I don't even want to get started about the defense because defense is insane. After getting Bradley Chubb, they got so much better. But I am still a little worried about their secondary because, or their defense in general, because Justin Fields was able to run all over the place on this team, all over the place. I mean, he had 150 yards rushing against this team, and he was, and then he had three passing touchdowns. I mean, he was doing whatever he wanted. And this Bears team, not a great offense, but they put 32 points up on the board. 32. The Dolphins barely squeezed by. They won by three points. So this Dolphins team needs to clean up some things on defense for sure. And when you get ready to play the Bills later on in the season, you need to be ready for a person who can run the football like Josh Allen does because Josh Allen is very physical and he is very good at running the football, and he likes to do it a ton. And that's exactly what Justin Fields does with the Bears, and that's honestly the closest thing you'll get to Josh Allen is Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a little bit faster, but Josh Allen has a better arm. So that's those are the differences, but they got a little glimpse of what it would be like to play the Bills later on this season. Even though they already beat Buffalo without Bradley Chubb, they still need to be prepared because they can't, they can't let this team... They can't let the Bills win this division, in my opinion. I think the Dolphins can seriously win this division, and they will make the AFC Championship game. I mean, they're just they're just such a huge problem. They're just such a big problem in this division. But I mean, I that's the only thing I'm only that's the only thing I'm worried about with this Dolphins team. Everything else looks absolutely flawless. Their offensive line is protecting Tua. He's not getting hit much. He's stand he's able to stand in the pocket go through his progressions, make his reads, and play well. And that's all you need at the end of the day. And I'm so glad Tua Tagovailoa is okay after all those concussions because there was question that if he was going to play in the NFL again. I mean, I heard this story that his parents asked him, Tua, do you really want to play the game of football? And he said, yes, I love this game. I want to do it. And that is a big, big, big reason why Tua is not retired because his family said, you need to retire. This NFL league is not taking care of you. The Dolphins don't care about your physical well-being, which they didn't because he should have not played in that Cincinnati Bengals game. We all know he should have not been on that field. Every single football fan knows that. But Tua Tagovailoa, I'm so glad he didn't retire because he's a great player, and I want to continue to see him reach that potential that I know he can reach himself to. And he was a top pick for a reason. He was a top 10 pick for a reason, you guys. I don't care about his injuries in college. It took him a while to get his feet wet because he was dealing with a lot of injuries and wasn't able to progress because he was slowly trying to get back to where he was in college. 
I mean, he kept trying to get back to that level. I mean, he was kind of like right here in college, but then he would go lower because of his injuries, and then he would have to continue to get back to that level. Now you see his game going up another notch. So I'm just more, I'm just getting more and more impressed with Tua Tagovailoa by the game. But another team right behind him on their tail with the exact same record is the New York Jets at six and three. Let's talk about this New York Jets defense first. First of all, this New York Jets defense, they intercepted Josh Allen twice. Twice on Sunday. I would have never thought this Jets defense would have intercepted Josh Allen two times. And then Sauce Gardner is an unbelievable player. The rookie out of Cincinnati, he is unbelievable. He leads the league in passes defended with 13 passes defended. You're telling me a rookie... A rookie defensive back is doing that? I mean, this is just a special player. Sauce Garner is a different kind of player. He's a different beast. And he brings that winning attitude because they made the playoff last year in Cincinnati, and he expects to win right away when he comes to the NFL. And that's exactly what the Jets are doing. And I can't I can't be more impressed with Sauce Gardner. And then Quentin Williams, he continues to get to the quarterback. I mean, he's been unbelievable this year unbelievable i mean he's had he has seven sacks this year you guys he has seven sacks and if you told me that he was going to be doing this and making this big of an impact this year i would have been like eh, i don't know if quentin williams is really going to do that eh, i don't really know but quentin williams he's been a great he's been a great defensive tackle and he knows how to get to the quarterback but this jets defense is the main reason why they're winning games now, this Jets offense, they got a little more work to do. I mean, Zach Wilson, he's in his second year, but watching him against the Bills, he's got an insane arm talent. He can really push the ball down the field, and then he makes right good decisions. Yeah, there are going to be a little learning curves in there because it is his second year in the league, but, I mean, he's going to have to continue to learn and to continue to get better, which is exactly what he's been doing. And I really like watching Zach Wilson play. He manages the game so well. He doesn't turn over the ball much. He just does what he needs to get the win. And first of all, let me give my props to head coach of the Jets, Robert Sule. He, in my opinion, is coach of the year. For him to have this significant of a turnaround after the Jets won literally three games last year, come on. you got to give this man his props, and you got to give him credit when credit's due because he's done a great job with this defense and a great job with this offense. And this offense has honestly been really good in the run game. Their running game is amazing. You're telling me that this run game was going to be as good as they were last year. I would have been like, there's no way this running game gets any better, but Brees Hall was a big part of that run game and he's injured now. So they don't have him, but they still have Michael Carter and they just got James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So and, and James Robinson has had 1,000-yard seasons on the Jaguars. Specifically last year, he had a 1,000-yard season. So the Jets have a lot to look forward to moving forward, and they're a really good team. And they play the Patriots next week, and I expect them to really win that game because the Jets are just that much better than the Patriots. But we're going to go ahead and get into the last team in the AFC East, the New England Patriots. First of all, how is this team 5-4? The Patriots always seem to remain competitive, no matter what. It doesn't matter what this Patriots team has at their disposal, but they always remain competitive. Always remain competitive. And Matthew Judon has been a 
huge reason why this team is doing what they're doing. He leads the NFL in sacks, and against the Colts, he had three sacks of his own. Three sacks, which is so impressive. I mean, Matthew Judon is such a special player, and this Patriots defense has always been a very strong point for them. Even years past when they had Tom Brady, I mean, their defense was always one of the best in the NFL, and the Patriots defense is one of the best in the NFL still. I mean, they're very good against the run, and their secondary is very elite. But, I mean, it doesn't really say much playing against the Colts. I mean, the Colts just look... <laughs> they're a joke. <laughs> and honestly, like, I think it's so funny. Frank Reich is like, we're going to go a different direction at quarterback. And then the Colts turn around and say, we're going to go a different direction at head coach. <laughs> and first of all, Sam Ellinger... He just looked like he didn't even know what he was doing. He didn't even know he looked like he knew how to play football. This dude ran so much because they have no receiving core to throw the football to. They have no one, no receiving core. And the Patriots defense is very good. They're no joke. But let's go ahead and talk about the Patriots because I could talk about the Colts all day because they're a terrible football team. But the Colts, or excuse me, the Colts and Patriots are a huge rivalry and it was getting very chippy in that game. That was a kind of a boring game to watch, but the most entertaining part is when a guy would go out of bounds and he pushes him and no flags are thrown. That's when you know this rivalry means a lot to both of those teams because the referees weren't calling nothing, no personal fouls, nothing. But Mac Jones, he needs to play a lot better. He has not been good this year at all. I mean, he has four touchdowns for seven interceptions and he has he just hasn't been good in his games that he's played. Now I know he is battling a lot of injuries this year. I know he's been out for a little bit and he's still trying to get his rhythm, but he needs to play better. He had a great rookie season last year. He was one of the, he was rookie of the year last year. I mean, where's that Mac Jones? Where's that confidence? I don't know if they're figuring him out. I don't think they are, but I just don't think he's confident because he has no receivers to throw the football to. I mean, he has Jacoby Myers, that's it. Jacoby Myers is his only good receiver. You need more than that. And Hunter Henry, who's, I mean, Hunter Henry's a good tight end, but he's just not, he just hasn't been consistent like he should be. But the Patriots, they got a lot to work on in the passing game, but their rushing attack with Damian Harris and Ramon J. Stevenson has been amazing. Ramon J. Stevenson has over 600 yards rushing and four touchdowns this year, and Damian Harris has 400 yards rushing and three touchdowns. When you have two starters like that, at those kind of calibers, it's very, very rare to see that. And this running game is a strong suit for the Patriots. And I see them doing some damage. I could see the Patriots finishing with like a nine and eight record, something like that. I could finish I could see the Patriots finishing with a nine and eight record. Five and four at this point in the season. Not a bad record at this point in the season. And I thought the Patriots were gonna be way worse after seeing them lose to the Dolphins week one. I thought they were gonna be like, oh boy. This Patriots team is going to go downhill, and especially with Mac Jones out. I thought they're going to be way, way worse, but they still have the best coach of all time in Bill Belichick, which Bill Belichick, he knows how to win games, and he always figures it out regardless of what kind of team he has. We all know that. But this AFC East, I did not expect them to be the best division in football. This AFC East really threw me off guard. I thought this was going to be the AFC West with the Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs. I thought those these records that we are looking at, 6-2, six 6-3, and 6-3, six and 5-4, six and, and four, I thought that was going to be the AFC West. And everybody can vouch for me on that. 
everyone knows that the AFC West was supposed to be like that. But this is the AFC East, and I'm very, very shocked. But this is going to be a very interesting division because I think the Dolphins can take the division lead and the Bills can lose the division lead in the coming weeks with Josh Allen dealing with that elbow injury. I'm very concerned about the Bills, like I said. And then the Jets. I mean, the Jets are always going to be a very tough out. It looks like they're going to be very competitive this year, and they could be a wild card team. And then who knows about the Patriots? The Patriots always figure out a way to win. Um, so we'll see how this division looks in about four weeks because mm-hmm. it'll be very interesting to see how it looks going in December. Very interesting. But this is going to go ahead and do it for today's episode of the Take Podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really love making these. Um, So make sure to hit that subscribe button and like this video and share it with your friends um, so everyone can hear what I have to say on sports. I'm going to be posting um, a lot more, so make sure to stay tuned and listen to the audio-only version, which is on Spotify, so make sure to go check that out as well. And also uh, follow my social medias are going to be popping up right here. So make sure to follow me on social media so you can stay tuned and stay up to date on what I'm doing and what's going on in the world of sports. And also check out my new take about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I'm rocking the jersey right here, baby. I'm rocking the jersey. So make sure to go read that article. Uh, They just one against the Saints 27 to 13 the other night on Monday Night Football. So make sure to go check that check that article out. It's on the take.sport.blog. That'll be in the description just so you, it'll be easier for you to find it. But um, I am Jackson Burleson, and this is going to go ahead and do it, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace.